I'm Gabriel Steck from Paris, and I'm here at the American Heart Association Scientific Sessions in Chicago with Dr. Cowie from Lankano Hospital, PA. And Dr. Cowie will be presenting the results of the POM3 trial at the late-breaking clinical sessions. What is POM3? It's uh, prescription omega-3 fatty acids. It's fish oil. So what did you do in this trial? We uh, went out of our way to deliver large dose of a prescription grade fatty acid ester and really wanted to get to the truth of whether this compound, whether this preparation would really work for a group of patients with common garden variety atrial fibrillation. And so what did you find? We, well, we were successful in delivering the drug. Uh, we know that because we measured DHA and EPA levels, as everyone does, and uh, there clearly was a biological effect. We had an effect on heart rate, a small effect on blood pressure. Uh, there was great compliance with the drug. It was a great safety outcome. Uh, virtually nobody got hurt. Um, so it was all according to the plan. We studied mostly patients with paroxysmal atrial fibrillation, and our, and our primary endpoint was time to first recurrence, which is a pretty well-recognized endpoint. Um, we kept almost everybody in the study. We had very few drug discontinuations. Even when people stopped the drug, they stayed in the study and we followed them to the end. So it all went perfectly. Um, the long and the short of it was it didn't work. Um, the occurrence rates of atrial fibrillation in the placebo arm uh, was actually a little bit less than with the fatty acid ester. So it was, uh, it was a negative trial. And so how do you put this in perspective? Because this is not the first negative trial, but there had been observational studies suggesting that there is potential interest of omega-3 fatty acids in atrial fibrillation. This seems uh, the final nail in the coffin? Well, I think with, with some limitations. I, I think uh, we certainly studied a group of patients where we, we think that if the drug were going to work for atrial fibrillation, it would have worked in these patients. Relatively healthy patients, not very sick patient populations. So, and we, and we delivered a large dose, and the, and the results were very clear. Um, I would say that prior to our doing the study, there, there clearly was equipoise. I mean, there, as you said, there were positive studies and negative studies. We thought that there were some problems with the previous studies. They were somewhat underpowered. Some of them didn't deliver enough of the drug, we think. Um, but I think what I would conclude from this is that within the limitations of our data set and a relatively uh, well-described patient population, we didn't see anything, and we think it's highly unlikely that this will become a mainstream therapy for atrial fibrillation. Can't exclude the possibility of it being effective, for example, in post-operative atrial fibrillation. We didn't really study that or perhaps in sicker patients, but I think for the majority of our patients, it's probably not going to work out. How many patients did you enroll in that study? We had uh, 663 patients in the trial. Uh, we had uh, a five-to-one ratio of patients with paroxysmal to persistent AF. So we had about 100 patients in the study with persistent atrial fibrillation, um, and um, the randomization worked perfectly. We had a, a very well-matched patient population for age and gender and race and ethnicity background therapies. It was, uh, it was really, a, a very, we're very proud of our steering committee and our investigators for having done a very, very um, pristine study. Now the omega-3 fatty acids have very staunch advocates and I'm sure they're going to scrutinize your study. Uh, one of the questions is what kind of background antiarrhythmic therapy were your patients on? Uh, they weren't. Uh, we, None? We, 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 we uh, disqualified patients who were receiving antiarrhythmic therapy. Uh, we had a handful of patients who took antiarrhythmic drugs during the course of the study. Their results were censored, of course, once they took an antiarrhythmic, and they took it because of recurrence. 
uh, but it was a very pure study from the point of view of background antiarrhythmic therapy. There were patients receiving beta blockers and ACE inhibitors and statins, which may have some activity in atrial fibrillation, but they were very balanced uh, usage in those two groups. Well, it's important in clinical research to understand what are the new therapies that work, but it's equally important to know which ones do not work and we should not use and discard. So I think it's a, a very important advance to the field. Uh, I, I agree, and we were very pleased because we didn't want a wishy-washy result. We didn't want something that was difficult to interpret. We either wanted a pure positive or pure negative. And now I think we can give some guidance to our, our patients and to physicians as to the relative value. For this, again, for this particular part of cardiovascular disease, not speaking to other parts, and not speaking to all patients with atrial fibrillation, but within this predefined data set, I think we have a clear answer. Congratulations on a great trial. Thank you very much. I appreciate Thank that. Thank you. Thank you.